Welcome to another episode of Stories of Awakening podcast. Today, I have with me my friend Marley. She's a transformational guide, and I met her as well uh, in a coaching container that I'm currently part of. So thank you so much, Marley, for accepting to being here. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Amazing to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, as always, you know, this is Stories of Awakening podcast. So if you want to start uh, with your story and how you got where you are today. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I I suppose I have always been interested in art and music and all these types of things that are very beautiful. But I grew up in a family that did not value those as much as myself. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being a very, it's a very athletic family, a very uh, outdoorsy family. Uh, my dad did a lot of gardening and I guess my mom did do there were some artistic things that happened as well, mm-hmm. but very more front-facing um, like activities and skiing and biking and all these types of types of things. And so that's kind of what I based my um, my identity around was all these different aspects um, that I was good at because I, you know, was in an environment that supported um that development. So I went to school for uh, physical education. I became a kinesiologist and fitness instructor and started a business, uh, which I really, really did enjoy. Um, It was exciting to start something and be my own boss. And I don't know, I was in my early 20s so you know life is easy and simple Uh in those days (laughs) um and yeah it wasn't until um 2018 when my dad was diagnosed with cancer that things really started to change for me Mm -hmm. I had started to get into um more of the business side of things and discovering how to make my business better, how to grow it, how to become more successful. Um, And like maybe in the back of my mind, I was trying to create, well, I was, I was trying to recreate the life that I had growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. The like house and the dog (laughs) and the partner, all that kind of stuff, which felt really great at the time. Like, I don't think I... Yeah, I enjoyed it until it wasn't what I wanted anymore, I guess. Um, So when my dad got sick, um, it kind of was, it shattered my worldview, essentially. He was such a healthy, life-loving guy. Um, You know, longevity and even just the the basis of my schooling all based around um, like living a healthy lifestyle and like eating, like he grew vegetables from the garden and fished in the rivers. And like, we 
we're living a healthy lifestyle, but you still got cancer. <laughs> um, and so at the time I was starting to get more into mindset work and through the business uh, trainings that I was starting to be interested in, starting to want to shift from in-person stuff and develop some online kind of things so that I can, so that I, so that I could start living more into this next lifestyle that I wanted to live this like, you know, laptop lifestyle kind of, uh, you know, travel and have like locationless or at least some play with that. So um, it was like wanting to grow into this and then having this thing happen at home. And it kind of just, I just couldn't, I didn't have capacity for either of the things. It's like, I stopped um, marketing as much of my uh, in-person stuff. So I wasn't like growing my local business as much. Um, I had also recently started an ice cream business because ice cream is amazing oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, with a with a friend. And another aspect of maybe trying to fit into my community as also part of it um, because I was targeting these like outdoor community people or um, in the case of ice cream, just like. I don't know, people in general, <laughs> people who can afford or who want to enjoy handcrafted gourmet artisan ice cream. I would. Um, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit of a, it's like a bit of this pause year. 2018 was where things kind of like went, started to go a little sideways. I decided to finally get a dog after having bought a house the year before with my, at the time, I think we were, had been together for like seven years, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm like, how many years? Seven? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just, yeah, I got the thing. I was trying to like, you know, um, no, you don't know. That's why I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> It was like we were trying to make the best out of a situation where we weren't really talking about the thing. It's mm -hmm. like the elephant in the room is like my dad is sick and he's not getting better and everything that's we're trying is not getting better. And here I am like seeing starting to learn these new tools and like the mindset stuff. And then I'm low key trying to like suggest that they do gratitude work or, you know, and which is great. And like, I think there is obviously some benefit to some of these things, but it was like me trying to be the, like, um, I was trying to create distance away from it by being like, oh, I'm doing all this work on myself and you need to do that too. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's not really going to change. And to a certain degree, I did mostly that to my mom and that did not go well. <laughs> um, I was not um, able to be present, I think, in a lot of that, um, partly because I just felt so overwhelmed by the whole situation. And I could just see my dad like kind of carrying on as usual 
kind of feeling and not wanting to do like counseling or therapy or anything like that. I could see the like friction between my mom and him and just like the worrying of my mom that just I could see made everything worse, but I didn't know how to approach that. Um, and yeah, it just kind of was this like <laughs> this time period where things just kind of went all like loose and wonky and yeah, it's like treatments didn't work. He ended up on chemo and it was like a year later he passed away and it was also during that time when a lot of my friends were like starting to think about having kids and they were getting pregnant and um and then other friends where I was maybe in the relationship the supporter for them mm -hmm. all the time and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I'm in this place of needing support and I have no idea how to be supported mm -hmm. like no idea um so I like ended up some long relationships, some long friendships ended up kind of ending through that process because it just, I wasn't able to communicate what I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and it was unfamiliar dynamic between the two of us for it to mm -hmm. carry on, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the same goes for my partner to, to a certain degree. It was again, not being able, not knowing what I needed and not being able to communicate that, um, especially when like my like financial income started to decline after had like the year before we had just, like we had just bought a house the year before and I had just made like, you know, for the first time $50,000 in my business. And I was like really proud of that and wanted to really start like growing and like doing some more stuff. And then mm -hmm. it just was, everything was kind of falling short. And like in hindsight, I can see that it would have been nice to have gotten more financial support from my partner at that time to alleviate that pressure. Mm -hmm. Because after my dad died that year, so 2019 then, was a year of like almost obsession into business. And I was, yeah, getting really excited about business. And also I'm more into the online spaces too. Um, I was starting to um, invest in courses and um, definitely brought me more into the the spiritual side of things as well that was starting to to come into play too mm -hmm. and yeah 2019 was definitely that year of like starting to do stuff and expanding the ice cream business too mm -hmm. so like seeing if that would be a viable um project for um the future and business and just like it's like I wanted to carry on my, my father's name mm. to a certain degree because I this was a community that I grew up in. 
this mm-hmm. was the place that my parents decided to settle down and live. And um, they were both teachers in the community. So it was, it's like the knownness. It felt like I had a reputation in this place and connections from you know all the different jobs I had growing up and like I taught swimming lessons and you know just being on all these sports teams and I don't know it just felt like I needed to do something with all that Mm -hmm. all those connections and community um so um yeah so that was 2019 I like went to like a big conference in Toronto, Eastern Canada, in a big city. I'm, I live in a very small town <laughs> slash it's not that small. It's just isolated. It's like 12,000 people. Not to where I live. Okay. Yeah. But it's like a solid six to eight hour drive to like a big city, which is only like a hundred, maybe a hundred thousand I don't actually know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I went, yeah, I went to a business conference and then I also um went to a workshop in California mm-hmm. where I was just like in the mix of it and getting all these like ideas about kind of packaging up the processes and systems that I had already developed with my fitness business. Mm-hmm. and try to bring that on online and try to serve people um, in this remote way that I had dreamed about and all that good stuff. And then it's 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I was getting to this place where I was just starting to feel more comfortable and confident, like speaking on camera and um, like sharing these new tools and mindset work. And then it just felt like, too much attention to be putting out at one time without the solid like I've been doing this and this is how I actually feel there was like this now I can see this incongruency with like what I was talking about and how I was actually operating because most of it was to hide from the grief of having lost my dad um so it was like I was, again, I was starting to, I was still trying to a certain degree. Um, And I remember there was just one post that I put out that I was, I was saying how excited I was that, you know, this is like a time that we're always going to remember. I'm so grateful for all this like space and like time that I'm able to lean into all these things and like, I'm excited to see what comes out of this experience mm-hmm. for everybody. And and that's when I got my first, my first hater online, um, which is like a milestone in and of itself, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was, it happened to be like someone I went, grew up with, someone I went to school with. I wasn't close with them, but they were also a therapist. Wow. And they were like, how dare you? you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, actually, like, right. I'm not even exaggerating, but maybe mm-hmm. I am hard to say. Um, no, I, <laughs> she used words like this and like, people are dying and yeah, it just, it really, yeah, I, I definitely curled up into hiding after that. 
um, incident. And at the very, like before, you know, March, when this all was really hitting the fan, I was like fully into launch mode and selling this course and trying to like first time doing an online launch. And um, it's all like activate your lifestyle and all this stuff. And I had done all these like bonuses. I had literally filled my freezer with 20 instant pot meals. Mm. I was like prepared for a apocalypse. And guess what happened? <laughs> An apocalypse. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had all this stuff prepped and then I still had to make it because, you know, I had sold this thing and then I had to actually make it. So mm -hmm. the first chunk of 2020 was delivering the stuff that I had promised to the people that had said yes. One of which was my mother-in-law, which it's just a little awkward. I don't know. Hard to say. We weren't close. Wasn't a fan. Um, <laughs> I, didn't know and, this. I didn't know you were launching. Uh, okay. Well, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> you get the full story. And I'm doing so well at the time. I'm so impressed. So this is totally funny. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I gave myself permission to stop mm -hmm. also. Like, I was trying to get all the things done. And I can't remember when I officially finished the course and like, okay, you finished the course, now what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, and that was where I was starting to discover human design was um, summer of 2020. So it's one of those things where you often hear about it a couple times before it actually sticks. So when I was in California, the fall before 2019, a lady had mentioned it. And I was like, Oh, but like, I love these Myers-Briggs personality type testing. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, that's so hilarious, because that is not, they're not even comparable in any way in shape and form. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the first time. And then it was in June 2020, when I heard about it again. And then I started to actually like look into it deeper in September. Um, and between June and September, I also got my first natal chart reading, mm. um, which I had earlier in 2019, I believe, started to like, oh, the moons. Oh, I could like use this natural cycles of nature to like not do as much work and I'm like yes mm -hmm. <laughs> love that for me yeah and yes it was through the moon cycles that led me into astrology mm -hmm. got the reading and then was a bit shattered um by that because yeah. for the first time someone's like sitting in front of me and actually I feel seen for like yeah. the first time in my life and oh like the intensity of me that I pretend isn't there mm -hmm. is like real mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and the like the bubbliness um because I discovered that I'm I'm a a triple Sagittarius which is not a common thing my sun moon and rising are all in Sagittarius and mm -hmm. then I have about 
six placements in Capricorn on top of that. And all of that had been getting a a transit, which I know you're familiar with, Valentina. Pluto on it. So I had been going through a pretty deep transformation for the majority of my life. And it's only now mm-hmm. actually that we're coming coming out of it. It was the last placement with my was my north node. Um mm-hmm. that was getting this activation. So um it also it kind of gave me the 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 reading gave myself a bit of a permission slip to kind of like yeah blow shit up a little like risk like to listen and not hide myself anymore Mm -hmm. and that's been like years of time of I feel like I'm finally again coming out of this hiding situation (laughs) yeah you're here Um, so (laughs) I'm here I'm talking um about you (laughs) So that was a pretty big moment for me. Um, it was like, I guess the first kind of pull out of being in this at that time now, what, eight years relationship? Mm-hmm. The timeline. I think it's right. Yeah, about, about that. Um, eight year long relationship that I had just like, it's like I didn't even question being mm-hmm. in it. I was just in it. It's like, is mm-hmm. the sky blue? Like, are my eyes blue? Yes. <laughs> um, so that was the first, yeah. It was me giving, I was given permission to be myself. And like, these are the ways that those things show up. And it's like this intensity, this like bright light fire Mm-hmm. that I had been like putting in this little box of fitness and nutrition and mindset work mm-hmm. um all that stuff which is important has a place and I definitely feel like it's like this full circle thing where you got to go deep into the the <laughs> the depths of things um to then come out on the other side of it and I can see where like that's actually where I I need to be doing more of is like movement and activity and the lightness and brightness. I need to come through a cycle of that and mm-hmm. show more of that and live more of that. Um, yeah. So then in September was when I started diving into human design and that was a whole freaking that like human design has been a like a huge huge part of my time my awakening Mm -hmm. um it gave more specifics to my needs essentially Mm. it was showing me when I first started looking into the moon cycles this like do less kind of thing I was shown like oh hey you actually don't have this endless reserve of energy that your partner does or your parents do or the world does Mm -hmm. and so it was allowing myself to have space between myself and everything else all the relationships all of the dynamics all of the systems 
um, that I just, you know, you just unconsciously are in all these things. Yeah. Um, Those yeah. are such powerful tools. And so for you, was more powerful human design than astrology? It was yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I think I, I enjoy using both of them. Mm -hmm. I find the, the body graph, like finding out that I'm a projector, mm -hmm. having these like dual, because I, I think both of them are useful, um, but only focusing on the personality, which mm -hmm. is the astrology, mm -hmm. um, is just more limited, mm -hmm. I think. It's mm -hmm. cool to see those things that are like conscious, like are a lot like are more glaringly obvious but even just based on my my education and schooling and upbringing like the body not to be forgotten absolutely in all of this yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think my my love is still stronger for astrology for some reason also because mm -hmm. I really like to see how it plays out in the collective so I, I like it in that way too. I'm not an astrologer, as I always say, but I understand a few things. But I really love human design too. And it's more how to use your energy probably, right? For the, yeah, for the maximum success, if we can call it like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is, yeah. And, and what you mentioned earlier uh, about, you know, having the permission to rest and to stop and things like that, which is so not common, I think, in the Western world, especially. And I always say it, but I worked in finance and rest is not a word that they say very often, like it's always working, working. So, um, yeah, those tools tell you that actually rest is part of your life and is productive, as productive as other moments in your life where you're actually doing and taking actions and things to me that was life-changing and then I connected it to nature you know nature also has cycles and moments where you know there's not always blossoming flowers and stuff depends mm -hmm. where you're, I guess but you know it's it's just a cycle yeah there is a time for everything so yeah that those were important things for me to understand from these tools mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like, I, I find my, I, I don't even know if I could put human design or astrology. Like, yeah, I, get it. I um, like what, as far as like the body graph versus the natal chart, maybe mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. because there's more information in the human design, like more information in the human design chart. What I love astrology for is the transits. Yeah. It's the, it's the collective now time. Mm -hmm. And I think astrology has a really lovely way of um, just, and, you know, I'm doing things with my hands. You can't see them. <laughs> it's like the the flow of it, the like um, yeah. all the archetypes. It's that they're all, both of the systems are, are archetypal based systems. And it gives you this like theme or this different energy or vibe that you can tune into and that more than just you are experiencing, which is really incredible. Yeah, and I think, and I think for me, astrology was very helpful. Also, looking back at my life and explain why certain things happen at a certain time in my life, mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So knowing that I didn't do anything wrong, everything was supposed to go like that. So it gave me also, yeah, a peace of mind in that sense that everything is how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I really like astrology. On the other hand, I try not to look too far ahead because, you know, you might get scared or worried that something is going to happen, you know, you never know. So, yeah, what I use it for is for now, the energy that I'm in now, how I can use it best and explaining why stuff happened in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, um, well, thanks for sharing all of that. That was great. I didn't know any of these things. Um, well, some of it probably and so what do you do now yeah so that that actually is where I left off in my story yeah, that was <laughs> <when> I, <laughs> so after discovering human design I decided to join my very well was it my very first very first online women's circle mm -hmm. I had done one around the time my dad passed away um doing Ayurveda Mm -hmm. and I didn't contribute a lot I did not speak it was in person it was with people that I knew not mm -hmm. well acquaintances and stuff like that growth edge there for sure um but this one was online and uh it was like the first time that I had a space to fully just be a new person and to like express all the stuff that had, had been going on. Um, I chose to do it because I knew I needed to start talking. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. My friendships, relationships were kind of, we were kind of just like growing on different timelines in different places. And, you know, I was telling everybody about the stuff that I was up to and entrepreneurship and all these new systems I was discovering. It's like I didn't have people to talk to about this stuff. And so I joined this woman's circle and I learned how to really listen to people and like to hold space, <laughs> um, to actively, you know, absorb someone else's experiences and be curious about them mm -hmm. and use them as reflective points for me to think about my own experiences too. Mm -hmm. um, so women's circles uh, and through that, the instructor also facilitated breath work. Mm -hmm. So it was that now 2021 that I um, started practicing breath work. So we started off with a couple one-on-one -on -one sessions and then I started going to her classes um, which I mean it was like a monthly kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and yeah those three things uh breathwork human design and women's circles are like my things <laughs> um I like to smush them all together and create just magical things with them I yeah those are those are the things that I used mm -hmm. for, you know, the rest of my journey mm -hmm. <laughs> up until this point. <laughs> yeah, you can they can work really well together for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So which kind of 
breathwork do you do? And if you want to talk a little bit more about breathwork, because I don't think I talked about it yet in my podcast. So yeah, it would be great yeah. to hear a little bit more. I tried it myself and it's magical. So yeah, yeah definitely mm -hmm. something that I recommend to anyone. Yeah. Um, well, I did a training for uh, trauma-informed breathwork. It mm -hmm. is a holotropic um, form mm -hmm. of breathwork um, where you are intentionally activating your body into a stress response to then release that stress out. Mm -hmm. So... Um, very common in our society, Western, Eastern, I don't know. I'll mm -hmm. just stick with Western. <laughs> in, in this society that I reside, um, we are trained to shut down our body's natural responses to stress and trauma. And these are the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, did I forget one? No. Um those are those responses that we automatically go into. And especially for women, we tend to go into these fawn freeze stages where the, the, the that stress is held in the body. It doesn't get to be released through the fight or flight mm -hmm. options. And so setting up a space where you're able to like, be guided through a process of activating the body through the breath. So we do a, a three-part breath um, sequence that changes the oxygen levels in your body, um, gives you some pretty wild bodily sensations. <laughs> Lots of things can show up. And a big part of it is just being present with that. It's noticing what's happening and realizing that you are in control of what you're feeling. You can pause and take breaks at any time. Um, it's not about, although I feel like with holotropic breathwork, it often can be about like pushing the limits and going hard. It has that vibe to it, I would say. Um, but that's not how I like to do it. It's kind of like, <laughs> holotropic light <laughs> but but also feminine. <laughs> yeah it's a feminine holotropic so it's it's deepening into just all the movements and expressions and sounds that can come out of your body um because I know my human design though that's been a lot of my process is opening up my voice Mm -hmm. And that's where doing more of the vocal toning and the sounds can really be, um, for my, for my experience, really healing to be able to just make whatever sound you want to helps that I live alone, of course, too. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, through, it's a journey. It's the breath work is a journey where there's a peak where we're building up slowly to a peak where we collectively will be able to release through a primal sound um, anything you want, really. Mm -hmm. And even that in itself, like how often are we allowed to scream and cry, like sob? Mm -hmm. We don't give ourselves space and time to do that. 
um, especially if there are other people around. And yeah, you can just like put a pillow on your face too, if you <laughs> need to. Yeah. Um, and then coming down after that is really deepening into this fully relaxed, fully supported space. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's been, yeah, a, a very crucial part for me in reestablishing um, like my own energy and getting rid of so much of that stuck, resentful, bitter, like gunk mm -hmm. from my own experiences, but all the stuff that I'd taken on from other people. Yeah. And because I'm able to use this practice, um, I'm able to regulate myself a lot better. Yeah. And then I can also show up for other people a lot better. Yeah. I don't have to make their problems my problems. I can just listen and not get into this activated um, state. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like one, it's like, it's it can be very similar to a psychedelic experience mm -hmm. because you're getting into these altered states of consciousness. Um, except you don't have to ingest any substances yeah. um, and connect to this deeper part of yourself um, to this higher part of yourself too mm -hmm. and be able to process and integrate yeah. your experiences from before or maybe you're wanting to um, discover, explore new things going into your future and it's just a really amazing space to explore and journey into these unknown spaces. Absolutely. Comfort and safety. Yeah, I remember the first time I tried it. It was during some lockdown in 2021, probably. Um, it was back in London still. And I remember having the weirdest body shivers. Like, it was vibrating, my body. Mm -hmm. And also, I had, I think they're called lobster clubs. Yeah. 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 And I remember the instructor there was saying that it's because I was resisting something. <laughs> so uh there was a lot of resistance. And it was so weird. For a few minutes after the breath work, I my I couldn't like yeah, people cannot see because there is no video, but <laughs> um yeah, I couldn't open my hands for about for a bit, but then you know it's nothing I was I was warned before that that could happen, so I wasn't worried or anything. But it was the first few times was a very weird uh, sensation. And I think I couldn't go as deep because it's new and I, I needed to get used to it. And I think with time, when you know how it works and get confidence, uh, at least that was my experience, of course, I could really let myself go and uh, release more, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I, you can get really in tune with your intuition. Like you can really hear some answers that you were uh, asking, you know, you had questions and you didn't have answer for months and months. And then you do a breathwork session and finally this answer comes. So it's really, it's really magical. And I think for me, the best use for now is really release. Like, as you said, 
it's very hard to scream and is like screaming is an amazing release and or crying crying is happen more often to me but yeah sometimes we don't have time or we don't allow ourselves to process certain things and that's your moment to to do it so mm-hmm. yeah really great what you do thank you and yeah. i've been wanting to come to your women's circle for ages and for one reason or another where now is the time zone i guess but yeah i will come for sure <laughs> yeah i yes i currently i am harnessing the timing of the stars yeah <laughs> no, the phases of the moon to line up um doing the women's circles with the new moon beautiful mm-hmm. times and intentions and kind of share our journeys together and everything that comes up over a span of a month um as well as breath work with the full moon so a great time to celebrate everything that you're that's coming to fruition and also release everything that um is stuck and stagnant and uh, i am going to be doing another breath work this weekend um i have new ones coming out here and there everywhere yeah yeah maybe yeah i know you you need to go soon right so uh, i don't know if that was yeah okay um yeah 10 minutes cool (laughs) is there anything else that you want to share add say um yeah i mean this was this was great yeah. This was great. I didn't. Sorry, I said it like I was saying it to you, and not like the people. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody else here. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I I guess I would encourage people to um, find ways that they can prioritize themselves through whatever things they're going through. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in other people's stories and kind of how you fit into their lives mm-hmm. um, and where like you come in near the bottom of that list. <laughs> so just a, an, an encouraging uh, piece to um, look at, yeah, what do you need? Like what are, what are the things you need and how can those be used to get more of what you want? Yeah. At the same time. And yeah, exactly. And there are, there are whatever people are going through right now, you know, there are solutions, you know, you shared a very powerful story where, you know, there are challenges in this story too. And you are on the other side now and, so my hope with the podcast, this podcast and with stories like yours is just also to show that you can be happy again. You can be okay again. And there are tools um, to to heal, to evolve, to feel better, to process what happened to you in life. And I'm so grateful to yeah, meet you and all of the people that you know overcame something and now they're able to offer their support to others that mm-hmm. we are going through something as well you know i think that's the the 
the point of sometimes going through challenges too so we are able to support others mm -hmm. yeah. yeah exactly yeah well said thanks <laughs> great so if people want to find you work with you how how do they find you we can put the links in the show notes but we can also say it here sure um it's at marley cater marley with two e's cater not carter mm. <laughs> um i'm on instagram and i have a website too where i i have all my um upcoming um gatherings and i will be putting up my shop as well i make oh, stuff right <laughs> we didn't talk about that yeah <laughs> yeah I, I make stuff, earrings and artwork things. Mm, infused with. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's yes, beautiful. Beautiful. Great. Okay. We will put the link to that too. Okay. So, uh, what do you, what do, you do? Okay. And you said that your next uh, Women's Circles is this weekend. No. Um, next Breathwork is this weekend. And then I'll be... I'm doing an experiment and kind of closing, making a container for the same group of women to go through at least one cycle of the moon together. Maybe one or two. I haven't decided yet, but well, stay tuned. an amazing idea. And time zone-wise, is it going to be... Uh... Um, I'm going to attempt to make it, like friendly for multiple time zones yeah that's sure. my intention yeah it sounds great anyway i think it's an amazing yeah. idea it's really nice to go through the same cycle with the same people yeah mm. great idea okay yay great so thank you so much for telling us your story and what you do now thank you so much yeah thanks for having me yeah Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.